Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Color Rush, the new micro-Korean BL series that came out and was recently released on Vicky Vukatan. They now have English subbed the entire series. You can watch it either free of charge with ads or for about 10 US dollar equivalent subscription fee. This is one of the few Korean BL drama series that I can honestly say was absolutely amazing. The other one that I can say I would highly recommend would be Wish You Melody From My Heart, although this one way surpassed it. I mean, I would give Wish You maybe a 5. I would give this one probably a 10. This series is made so that it's kind of like, I don't know a better term for it, but it's like Sherlock Holmes meets BL drama, which really hooked me into the series immediately. I love the morality plays that play out in the series. I love how the characters do have the capability to do things wrong, but they decide to go against their less positive natures and do the right thing. And I think that's a very interesting thing to play out. Um, I love how you find out at the end of this series that both the probe and the mono depend on one another. It's not just a one-sided relationship, which is quite fascinating. And basically, this series opens up with you have a mono who lives alone with his aunt because his mother disappeared one day and hasn't been back. He does not have any friends. He goes to school, but it's difficult for him because he's very insular. He only sees the world in gray tones. And he knows that if he ever meets a probe, his aunt has basically let him know his whole life he would do horrible things to a probe. A probe is a person who would allow the mono to see full color. There's one probe for every mono. Typically, monos become obsessed with the probes in the storyline and end up killing their probes at the end. Now, we don't really know why this occurs. There's not really a backstory on this. And... We also don't know the backstory on the fact that the mono in the story, who's the main character, his mother was also a mono and his father was a probe. We do not know what happened to his father. We are pretty sure that his father was not killed by his mother because there's no indication of that in any of the storyline. But the mono is about probably 16 years old to 18 years old in the storyline and he is totally insular because of everything and he's very it's very difficult for him to relate to the world i kind of think of him as kind of having a high functioning autism almost and when he goes to his new school he passes out the first day because he meets his probe and he does not know how to handle the situation he tries to avoid the probe but then he gets drawn in because he really likes the ability to see color and he really likes the character the personality of the probe who even though the probe is fully aware of all the dangers that monos present doesn't ever bring up those possibilities as the story progresses the monitor becomes ill and tries to think up ways to capture the probe so that when he does have to leave that school, he will still have the probe with him, which in the end leads him to decide to commit suicide rather than hurt the probe. This is not exactly the best of options, I will be the first one to admit, and I am not for films talking about suicide. But I will say I totally get where the mono was at because he couldn't see past those two options. Either he harmed the probe or he harmed himself, and he decided to take the hit instead of the probe. In many ways, I think this was a turning point in the story. It happens in episode 8. And 
During that episode, he then wakes up in the hospital because his aunt found him before he had passed away and saved him. It's a different kind of hospital. It's kind of like its own little room so that he would be away from the probe and the probe wouldn't know where to look for him. The probe ends up finding him, busting him out of the hospital where he's been super doped up on medication to forget the probe. And they basically decide to continue to be friends, to continue to have a possible relationship because, you know, they both rely on one another. And I really like the scene in the final episode where they both finally come to terms with the fact that, you know, the mono really wants to be with the probe, but he's fighting it because he does not want to harm him. He knows that in the end, he could end up harming the probe. And the probe says, you know, you might think that, but you are looking at this without looking at it from the fact that I need you as much as you need me. And you find out at that point that the probe has no ability to see people's faces unless he's with the mono and he can see his face. So that's kind of where the story's grand finale is, if you were. We then go to the conclusion where both boys are allowed to study together and um, they end up going on their first date on the rooftop because one of their friends gives them the passcode. This is where it ends. I have to say it is an absolutely fascinating tale looking at how people can choose to do the right thing or choose to do the wrong thing and what are they going to choose. Um, I also loved the characterization of the characterization of the probe. The person who played him did an absolutely brilliant job. Um, I'm not saying that the person who played the mono did not, don't get me wrong. I think he did an excellent job, but I'm just saying the lines, the the humor, the back and forth banter, the gesticulations of the probe character would have been far more fun to play. And he did an absolutely great job. I believe this person is actually a K-pop artist who has a digital album out. I will drop his name in the description because I do not remember it at this point in time. I'm not good with names. But I would give this series overall an absolute 10. Now, I would say that with the caveat, this is not the kind of series that shows necessarily healthy starts to relationships, okay, but that is not, in my opinion, the point of this whole series. And this point of this series isn't really even about the mono and prose relationship, as, as odd as that may sound, and some people may sit there and go, well, that's the whole point of the story. In my opinion, the whole point of the story is really characterized in episode eight, when you have the mono sitting there going, what am I going to choose? Am I going to harm the probe? Am I not going to harm the probe? And how far am I willing to go to not harm the probe? To me, that's what this story is about, in essence. Also, the fact that, you know, it's never a one-sided deal in a relationship, or it never should be, where the mono and the probe both need one another in order to live their lives well together. And that's really true of any relationship. Now, I will say there are some very good questions regarding, you know, the uncertainty of relationships in the story. I mean, you're dealing with two kids who are probably about I'm thinking 16 years old. I really don't know because it's really hard to gauge age with Asian actors. And it's also, I think both these actors are in their early 20s, by the way. But it's also really hard to gauge because you don't know what grade they're in in, in high school. But, you know, they do have questions. They're saying they're going, are we really wanting to be in a relationship? Are we, you know, are we just wrapped up in the moment? And I think that's a really good question to ask as a 16 to 18 year old kid to be able to sit there and be astute enough to go, 
you know, are my hormones just raging? Or am I actually making these decisions based on something more than that? Which seems like a logical good thing to ask. And I just would give this series an absolute 10. I would watch it with anyone who was over 14 years old. I'd also be careful what kind of kid they were if you did watch this with kids. Because, you know, if a kid's really into Sherlock Holmes, that kind of thing, they aren't going to have any problems with any of this show. But if they have trouble with things that can be slightly scary, a little, uh, not macabre, but there is some mention of cannibalism. So I'm just saying you might you might not want to watch this with the kiddies. Um, there is nothing shown. There are only things hinted at in this series. But I would still give it a 10 because it shows how people can choose to do the right thing. How they can choose to even, you know, live their lives. And, you know, even if everyone else in their type of personhood has done the wrong thing, it doesn't mean that they have to. They can be an exception to the rule. And I think that's what this series truly brings to light. I'm really hoping they come out with a new one for season two, for example. I'm guessing that Vicky is going to release this again instead of in the micro 15-minute episode ones. They're going to combine that all into like a one-movie film of 15 episodes times eight or they're about they're all about 50 minutes long i'm really looking forward to seeing if they do come out with that series too i believe this was based on a popular web series that came out this past year i'm not exactly sure a webtoon i tried to find that online so i could read the webtoon this was based off of i cannot find the link if anyone can find the link please email us at this at our um, check it round table and we will do a review on that webtoon but um you can find our email information in our description of this podcast and thank you for listening that is our review of color rush the entire series check it at the round table bye oh little caveat in case you have not listened to the previous um episode reviews of each single episode of color rush Vicky Rukaton did rate this series R. It is not because there is any R-rated content in it. It is simply because Vicky Rukaton is rating all their BLs R. So just want to let everyone know it's PG-13 at the most. There is no, no need for this to be an R-rated show. So just wanted to clarify that. So anybody listening who happens to look it up and go, R? Why R? That's why. And really there's only probably about four Vicky Rukaton BL series that need to be rated R. The rest are all pretty much PG or PG-13 at most. And they've got like 20 different titles. But for some reason, Vicky's decided to rate every single series R. So just wanted to give everyone that heads up and check it at the round table. Bye.